0: Well, hello there, happy innovators. How are you guys doing today? Huh? You doing good? Do you have a nice hot cup of coffee? Are you ready to settle in for another singularity podcast? I've got my coffee right here. I'm using the car dealership mug today, not black, my A mug. I'm using the secondary mug. Just so you know. Take a sip. I suggest you do the same. You know, I have always had a very deep appreciation for people who are like outside of the box type thinkers, you know, like happy innovators like you, you know, I've always admired people like that. You know, people who are willing to kind of try things that other people aren't willing to try. They're able to kind of, you know, think about something in a way that other people really can't or won't. And um, so I'm going to take this opportunity right now, okay, to dedicate this podcast today um, to the very first human being who looked at a lobster, okay, and said, you know what? I'm going to eat that thing. Now, of course, there's no way for me to know the name of that person, right? But can't we all just tip our hats to the spirit of, you know, trying the thing that everyone else is afraid to do, you know, like being that kind of person who's bold and daring, right? Very important, right? Anyway, have you ever had a friend that was like the most loyal person you'd ever known? You know, a best friend, you know, somebody that no matter what came at you, no matter what was going on or what you looked like or what you were doing, they always stuck by your side, no matter what, you know, loyal, reliable. You know, if you ever needed help, they were there. Uh, If you ever needed someone to just talk to, they were there. You know, do you ever think about that? You know, I've heard it said before that, you know, if you have one true friend in this life, then you're lucky, you know, and there have been a lot of people, you know, over the course of my lifetime anyway, that have come in and out of my life and some of them were like best friends, you know, but you know, It was years ago and, you know, sometimes friendships just kind of fall to the wayside, right? They just, they just kind of evaporate. I'm not even really sure how or why, but it happens, you know? I've had a few of those too, you know, I've had a few of those, Um, you know, friends that were kind of like really close to me for, you know, three, four, five years or something. And they just kind of, you know, faded away. You know, for one reason or another, it's part of life. You know, it's something that we just have to kind of accept. And, you know, sometimes, I don't know, I'll go back, you know, in the file folder in my brain and kind of think about a certain person. And, you know, the, the, the way things were in the world when I was friends with that person, what my worldview was. When I was friends with that person and how it changed and how I changed and how they changed and you know you kind of move on you meet someone else you become best friends with and the whole process continues again but do you have a friend okay that is permanent you know some of you out there I'm pretty sure have a bestie you know that you've just had for Your life, you know, your whole life. And uh, if you are fortunate enough to have a person like that in your life, man, kudos to you, you know, because it speaks volumes about your personality as well as theirs, you know. So congratulations to you if you have that in your life, you know. Um, And, you know, I can say without any doubt, that I do have a friend like that in my life. You know, it just so happens to be my wife. And, you know, I can already hear you. Oh, you know, that's so cute, you know. Oh, how sweet, you know, but it's true. You know, my wife is the most reliable, loyal friend I've ever had in my life, you know. But that's good and all, you know, that's a good thing. But it also kind of gets me to thinking about people who maybe weren't such great friends sometimes you know and uh, I don't know I guess like the different types of friends that people can have you know do you ever think about that like you might have a lot of acquaintances like I have a lot of acquaintances right there's a lot of people who know who I am but I don't really consider all of them like very good friends you know Um, not from any like deficit on their part or something it's more like we haven't had the opportunity to spend enough time with each other for a friendship to really blossom and and grow and it doesn't mean that I harbor any ill will towards them or anything but they're just not really like inside you know they're they're on the outside and you know it's kind of a funny thing to think about if, if you take the time to do that because you know, you realize, like, how different uh, each relationship is, you know. There may be similarities between friends you've had or have or whatever. But, you know, really, each friendship is distinct and each relationship we have is separate from everything else, you know. And, you know, I can say that with pretty good certainty because you know i come from a big family you know i come from a family of six and you know i learned from a very early age like how to deal with each one of my brothers and sisters right so you know my relationships with my sisters was very different than my relationships with my brothers. And then you can break it down even more, right? Like each brother had his own personality. Uh, We had similar likes and dislikes, you know, Uh, those kinds of things, right? I'm sure you follow what I'm talking about, right? But it's the kind of thing that I don't think that too many people really take the time to really analyze or think about, you know? and how important it is to have friends that are loyal and that you can rely on and, and, okay, you're loyal to them and they can rely on you. You know, now I'm certainly capable of being that kind of friend. Okay. And I'm certainly capable of, you know, being the other kind of friend too, you know, I'm no saint. So, You know, I've chalked up a whole host of mistakes and those kinds of things, but I don't really want to focus on that so much, but I suppose maybe I should a little, you know, that idea of, you know, like what kind of a friend I am, you know? And who is really a friend? And what is really a friend? You know, is a friend somebody who always tells you what you want to hear, you know, or is a friend, a true friend, somebody who tells you what you need to hear, you know, and, you know, ironically, more often than not, it's your enemies, right? Who really kind of tell you what you need to know. (laughs) Right? Um, Kind of a funny thing to think about, you know, human nature is a is a very strange and complicated thing you know and uh i'll tell you what i've had some friends over the years that were really pretty lousy you know uh they were lousy friends they were the kind of friends who would always try to like one up me you know like uh if i was happy and had a reason to celebrate something I did or I was excited about something, they'd come back at me with, you know, something they did that made them celebrate, made them proud and made them happy, you know? Like uh, like to outdo me, you know what I'm saying? I've done the same thing myself, so I can't, you know, sit here pointing the finger at everyone else but myself because it's just, not that way i mean i'm i'm guilty of it too you know but isn't it funny to think about the different kinds of friends you've had you know some of your friends are creative some of your friends are really funny you know some of your friends are always kind of crabby you know uh they have like a problem all the time i had a friend like that for a long time man i'll tell you what I loved this guy, you know? I did. He was a great guy. He was hilarious a lot of the time. But most of the time, he was like a downer. Like, all the time, you know? Like, it was like, ugh! Like, even when we were supposed to be happy, he was sad, you know, or or bent out of shape about something. You know, he'd find some kind of flaw. Something to hammer on, you know, focus on. And just, you know, uh, the term that I use is like an energy vampire, you know, like somebody, somebody who just drains the life out of any celebration, you know, they're, they're capable of that. You know, I have another friend like that, or I should say I had past tense. I had a friend like that. Like, no matter how happy everybody was, they just they were, they were not content with other people being happy. Do you know somebody like that? You know, they're just not happy when everybody's happy. They're only happy when everybody's kind of bummed out or down and out. You know? Uh, happy when it rains, right? Like that, those kinds of people, right? It's kind of funny. It's no fault of their own, really, right? Because, I mean, I don't know. Everybody has their own picadillos, right? Everybody's got their story and everybody has their experiences and their own idiosyncrasies, right? But it's not necessarily a bad thing to talk about it, right? I don't think it is, but I wonder how many of the people listening to this podcast right now have actually taken the time to really kind of think about this stuff, you know? I mean, just stop for a moment and you think of a face that was in your life at one time and they're just no longer there, you know, they're not. And not because you don't like them or anything or anything like that. The friendships just kind of dissipated. They just did, you know, they withered on the vine and and somebody else stepped up and you started hanging out with them or talking to them all the time, you know? Or have you ever had a friend that used to be your enemy And, you know, for one reason or another, you reconciled, you know, you had a chance to kind of get to know each other, right. And, uh, make all the necessary apologies and everything and kind of move on from there, you know, I, I've had, I've had a few friends like that. I have, I've also had friends that turned into bitter enemies. You know, do you ever think about that? I I have a few of those. You know, people who I really loved. You know, I really trusted. And ugh, when it was all said and done, you know, they betrayed me or they lied to me or they, you know, they hurt me in some way. And of course, you know, we're obligated to forgive each other, you know, and I do forgive. I never had a problem, uh, just for the record. And my wife would testify to this too. I never had a problem forgiving anyone for anything. It's just one of those things about my personality where maybe it's because I'm such a flawed character myself that I just, you know, I pardon other people's errors, you know, readily. I don't necessarily forget, right? Because, you know, you have to kind of protect yourself, but I've never had a problem forgiving even my worst enemies, you know, if they've done me wrong or whatever, they went out of their way to make life miserable for me. I just kind of have to just forgive them, right? Forgiveness. I guess that's probably one of the pillars, right? Of friendship, right? Is forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe sometimes people do things that are, you know, probably seemingly unforgivable. I'm sure that can happen, right? But the true test in life, as far as I'm concerned anyway, is to forgive, you know, just to forgive. And, uh, you know, I don't know too many people, actually, that are really like that kind of makes me think about this whole thing with like social media a little bit too. all this stuff. Let's talk about friends. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stock put into, you know, Facebook and those kinds of things, social media and being connected and having friends. How many friends do you have? You know, but you know, and I know they're not your real friends, you know, in fact, my experience with like Facebook and stuff, like that, social media, which I try to avoid. right? But particularly with something like Facebook, it's like, let's see, with the Pipe Choir Facebook, I had about maybe close to 3000 friends or something like that. You know, now originally, when I first started on Facebook, I only had like five friends. I wasn't interested in using Facebook or social media as like a means of like promoting my music and stuff. I just, I don't care about that kind of stuff, you know? Um, Well, no, okay, that's not true. I do care about self-promotion, but not enough to like, you know, devote my life to it. There are other things to do and there are other things I would rather be doing, right? But with Facebook, I can kind of talk about that a little bit because You know, with the exception of maybe like literally maybe 10 people that I knew on Facebook. And those 10 people that I'm talking about were like real friends. Like they cared about uh, how my life was going. They cared about the music I was releasing, you know, stuff like that. They really cared about that. But most of the time on something like Facebook, it was like this form of like pageantry, you know? and uh i never liked that it turns me off you know like this idea of literally thousands of people that are just into self-promotion it's all it's about you know it's not about any real kindness or generosity or you know real interest in what i'm doing or how my life is going it's really more about you know them and you know um I can give you an example. I had an author, this woman who was an author, she approached me on Facebook, you know, she made a friend request and I mean, we talked for a little bit, you know, that initial chat you do and really all she was doing was trying to promote her book. I mean, that's it. She did not care about anything I was doing or whatever, you know? And, uh, The conversation was just front loaded, you know, with promotion. And uh, I got to say, it was really a major turnoff. And, you know, that's the way of the world, right? That's the way of the world. But the lesson is right. Those people on Facebook most of the time are not just Facebook. We're talking about social media all across the board, right? Instagram, Snapchat. Whatever your preference is, right? Um, they're not really your friends. They're not. And that's kind of bizarre, you know? This this idea, you know? Speaks to the state of loneliness, really. Not just for me, because you know, I do spend a lot of my time alone, all right? And yeah, you know, most of the time I'm in my studio doing stuff, I'm, I've always got something to do, right? But, um, you know, there are those times when it's lonely, you know, I'm, I'm by myself and, uh, it just is, it just is lonely sometimes. Right. So, you know, Facebook and social media, all that kind of stuff is great in that regard where you can kind of lean on it a little bit if you're lonely. And I'm sure for a lot of people, that's really the case, you know, um, Because we live in this time, like this age of loneliness. I've talked about it before, but let me tell you folks, I think about it a lot because, you know, yes, I'm married, so I'm not alone. I'm not lonely, at least not in a permanent sense, right? I mean, I have maybe bouts of loneliness or streaks of loneliness, but you know, my wife always comes home. You know, we always wind the day up together. You know, we're always together. But there are a lot of people out there, and I know this, okay, I know this. There are a lot of people out there that are really lonely. I mean, they really are. They're on their own. Um, I'm sure like with that comes a lot of anxiety about things like the future and, you know, uh, your happiness, like how happy you can be, you know? And uh, I suppose maybe even to a certain degree, you know, some people will listen to like this podcast um, to kind of conquer that loneliness or to curb that loneliness a little bit. Right. You know, um, I kind of do the same thing myself. I listen to other people's podcasts and stuff, and it kind of helps to break the monotony and the loneliness sometimes of existence. Right. Because it can be really rough sometimes, you know? Loneliness is a really tough, heavy burden sometimes. For me, sometimes it is, you know? And oh, poor me, you know? A guy who gets to stay home and make music all day. But hey, you know what? Every life has its challenges and, you know, I know it's not meant to be easy. You know, life is not meant to be easy. It's supposed to be a struggle and a little bit of a sacrifice, you know, we're supposed to grapple with life a little bit, kind of dig our heels in and, you know, roll our sleeves up, get things done, stay busy, right? But I don't know, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that uh, I can understand this idea of using social media, things like that. Uh, as a means of kind of holding off that loneliness a little bit you know and you know honestly if that's something that this podcast helps people out with like if that's a way that this podcast can serve some people man that's great you know isn't that awesome that's one of the best things about the internet right you know because there's not many great things about the internet at least as far as I'm concerned there's not but I don't know. Anyway, back to that idea of like, you know, the friends on social media, right? They're not really your friends, but you know, just because somebody is a virtual friend doesn't mean they can't be a real friend. I mean, if I'm going to say it one way, I have to say it the other, right? You know, I have met some genuinely sincere and beautiful people on the internet. I have. Uh, through social media you know I have I've met people that I'll probably be friends with probably for the rest of my life even though I may never meet them you know it's true it's kind of neat you know that can happen you don't have to be in person you don't have to be in the flesh you can become acquainted with somebody you could admire what they do right Uh, I can think of a couple names you know. I know one lady, she's a piano player. I won't say her name because I'm not sure if she would be comfortable with me saying her name. Actually, I'm not really sure where I'm at with her, but she's a piano player, you know? She plays piano really well too. And uh, you know what? She was so kind to me. She was so kind to me. She was the kind of person who, even though I've never met her, okay, When I would wish people like a happy Thanksgiving, she was always the first person to respond. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, right? And like I said, she plays the piano extremely well. Um, I think things got a little weird between her and I for a little while there. I'm not, like I said, I'm not sure where we're at now, but let me tell you something. Back when we first started to talk, me and this lady who's a piano player, extremely talented piano player, um, she sent me like her CDs, you know? Like she put them in the mail, she sent them to me, and she signed them and everything, you know? And that may not seem like a big deal to you, but there's something really endearing about that kind of thing, isn't there? When somebody, kind of breaks the barrier of, you know, uh, virtual reality, social media, you know, internet presence kinds of things They go beyond that to like your mailbox, you know, they send you something, they go out of their way to pay for the postage, you know, and put a little package together and send it out your way. Isn't that awesome? when people do that. Now, there aren't many people who have done that. I'll I'll be honest. You know, I'm not one of those people who gets, you know, my mailbox flooded with gifts and stuff like that. It's not like that for me, but there was this one person, right? Right. Like there are some people who are willing to reach out beyond that normal kind of thing, you know, and put a human face, and a human feeling and human sentiment behind stuff like that, you know? And let me tell you, I have those CDs in a place of prominence in my studio, and I always will. In fact, now, this is the truth, okay? That I have to kind of acknowledge myself, okay? She sent me those CDs, right? She was like really generous and gracious about it. But did I follow up by sending her something of mine? No, and I told her that I would, and I really planned on doing that. But here we are months later, and I still haven't done it. Hmm. So, huh? maybe I should put my money where my mouth is, right? Maybe I should reciprocate. Oof, got to think about that. I have to get on that, you know? Can't forget. Got to remember. I mean, that's another thing, too, though about friends is friends don't forget, you know, friends do remember, you know, Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, a real friend is somebody who just doesn't forget. They remember the thing, the date, your birthday. You know, they remember and uh, they don't have to be reminded and they surprise you and they go out of their way for you. You know, are you that kind of person? Man, I would like to say I am, but I honestly, I have to say, I I don't think I am. Like I, I want to be, right? I want to be, but I'm not, you know? So I gotta, you know, check myself here and think about that a little bit, you know? But, you know, life is a lesson, right? Like you're always learning, hopefully, We're always learning something, right? So I guess I should take a moment to just kind of apologize. (laughs) I should, right? I should apologize to the people who are listening to this that I have, you know, in some way, in some form, let you down or disappointed you or something like that, you know, I didn't mean to. My intentions are always good. I never really want to be nasty to anybody. You know, I don't want any trouble from anybody, and I don't want to make any trouble for them either, you know? But if you are one of those people that I have let down somehow, I'm sorry. And well, that's another thing. Apologizing, right? Such a basic, simple thing, you know? In fact, you know, I, I saw a thing um, not too long ago, some kind of like video or something on the internet, again, And they were talking about something like the difference between like Italians and Americans or something like culturally. And like one of the things that Americans do that kind of like, you know, chaps the ass of everyone else is that like, we're always apologizing. We're always saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like if we bump you and your hat falls off, I'm sorry. If we accidentally, you know, touch you while you're standing in line, oops, I'm sorry. You know, like it just is like a almost like, a, you know, an automatic reaction, you know, and uh, on behalf of my fellow Americans, I think I can kind of explain that away a little bit. Like it's a form of courtesy, you know, we're being courteous when we say, oh, I'm sorry, we're being courteous, you know. But how often do we really apologize to people? Did you ever think about that? Like, when was the last time you really needed to apologize to somebody? And you did. You know? You did. Like, you said you were sorry. And then there's always that possibility, right? When you apologize to someone, that they're not going to accept your apology. Right? I've had that happen a few times too, right? I'm sure you have. I'm sure we all have. You know? Kind of sucks when that happens, right? Especially when you're really sorry and you really need, you know, absolution from somebody Like you really need them to forgive you. Right. Uh, it's kind of heavy thing to think about, heavy thing to talk about. But once again, you know, this is not a podcast that is concerned with, you know, avoiding things that are difficult to talk about or challenging or something, you know? And uh, while this topic may not seem very challenging to many people, I'm sure for some people they can kind of feel me. They know. Yeah. Life's rough sometimes. And there's been times when we've wronged someone or they've wronged us. And, you know, has anyone ever come up to you and apologized for something they did to you? And did you forgive them or did you reject their apology? You know, have you ever done that? I don't think I have ever rejected someone's apology. I don't think I ever would. It's usually kind of like all I really need, you know? If someone does something wrong to me, I forgive them like already, you know? I don't really care, okay? It might hurt my feelings or something, but if they apologize, that's usually all I really need to just kind of set it down, move on, right? But uh, I have known a few people who just will not mean they refuse refuse to apologize isn't that strange you know can you imagine i just can't i can't um but uh you know something that people just don't really think about or talk about too much at least not openly you know like i'm doing right now um i don't know i guess maybe it's a little touchy feely you know it's a little warm and fuzzy kind of thing but Not really, you know, like uh, like apologies and and the need for uh, forgiveness and the need for, uh, you know, absolution, you know, that's not a small matter. It's not sometimes. I mean, think about it. Really, there are a lot of people who go way overboard with that. Like, well, they, you know, they attempt suicide or they try to kill themselves because they feel regrets you know, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, think about that. I know I've talked about it before, but wow, you know, like it's so important for all of us to be able to forgive each other. You know, say we're sorry. And make peace. You know, because life is way too short. Isn't it? To hold on to like arbitrary grudges and stupid things like that. You know, now, I guess, you know, having said that really, there's some value in, you know, sometimes, you know, losing your temper or uh, being angry at someone, you know, and expressing that anger to them. You know, that's good too. You know, not too much, obviously, you know, you don't want to overdo it, but that's okay too. Actually, it is okay because if a person is really a friend, then like, no matter how angry you get, or whatever, they'll stay, you know, they'll listen. And if they think that they've harmed you somehow, or they've made you upset, they'll apologize and you're obligated to forgive them, right? So I guess maybe that's what I should call this episode, huh? Forgiveness and apologies. You know, (laughs) it's really, uh, I say it jokingly and stuff, but it's not funny. It's not funny. At least in my life, it's not funny. You know, my experience is is that, you know, there's a lot of mileage I could get out of, you know, forgiveness from certain people or absolution from certain people. And, you know, there are a few people, too, that, you know, if they would have just apologized, you know, they would have just said they were sorry. You know, I guess they probably weren't really sorry, <laughs> they're not, you know, and that's okay too, whatever. Right? So, I don't know, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I think I've talked enough for one day, right? You know, bored the hell out of you, probably. But, you know, I guess one of the things I enjoy the most about doing this podcast Is that i really feel at this point that i can really kind of just talk about anything you know Um, and that's not hubris you know that's kind of like just cool (laughs) it's just a cool thing you know Um, but anyway you know i do want to tell you if you've made it this far into this podcast i want to tell you that I'm going to give you a little bit of a surprise at the end of this podcast, a little bit of a treat. OK, Now, for months now, right? I've been talking to you about new songs and all the stuff I'm working on in a new music, new pipe choir album. So I decided that what I was going to do because um, I just made a video For a song I have called Electricity, right? And I released it on YouTube as a video, but uh, it is an older song. Okay, first of all, it's an older song that I remixed and revisited. Like it was a really old song that I loaded into my system and I updated it with all the tricks and things I know how to do and my new equipment and everything, right? So I gave it like a facelift, uh, an updated version of this song that I thought was pretty strong way back in the day when I wrote it and recorded it originally, which was back in like, believe it or not, 2010. So it's like a decade old, you know? Um, But I think it's still strong. So uh, I remixed it and made a video for it and I'm going to give you that song at the end of this podcast. So if you feel like it You know, hang on till after the podcast is over and you'll get an opportunity to listen to my song, Electricity. And of course, you know, if you're interested beyond that, you're more than welcome to go to my YouTube channel and watch the video, you know, it's a bot video, a robot video that I made. I worked pretty hard on it and um, it came out okay, you know, I think it's fun, fun to do. Always trying to learn, always trying to get better. You know that's the idea like I don't know like like when I first started making videos for my music I mean let me tell you <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing at all okay so anything I've learned has been you know video to video you know I learned something from the first one you know but learned a bunch of things actually from making the first one and carries over into the next you know what I'm talking about so uh, you know the idea is to always get better right like you should be trying to do right with whatever you're doing you try to get better each time you do it every day you learn a little bit more right so anyway if you feel like it enjoy the song maybe in the comments let me know what you think you know It's kind of a heavier song. It's not one of the calmer, peaceful ones. I I do make rock songs, and it's one of those, so be warned. And uh, I guess with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy. So hey there, folks, here's that track I was talking to you about if you made it this far into the podcast and you were daring and bold enough to kind of hang around a little bit longer and check out the song. I hope you like it. Here it is. Pipe Choir Electricity, originally written and recorded in 2010, updated about a month ago with all of my new stuff. Here it is. Enjoy.